Okay, internet, welcome to ZST Zoom Sports Talk, the zestiest podcast out there with the hottest takes. I'm Carter, joined by Frankie and Jake. Welcome, guys. This is podcast number three. It's officially June 1st, flight season. I'm excited to see what he has in store for us. Yeah, we're back onto our Zoom, our origin ways, you know. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. We have curfews in place, so we're just staying safe indoors, Zooming. You know, stay true to the name. Uh, today we'll be going over the recent match between some of the uh, goats of their sports. We'll be doing our five minutes of fire, debating a very good topic today. Taking some questions from our viewers or listeners on Instagram. So let's get right into it with a nice little Corona update. Carter, what do you have for us? Um, so the Corona update in the world of sports. So we're seeing some stuff reopening. Um, first, I mean, the main two things coming from the soccer slash football world. Um, the Premier League, I know a lot of people are waiting for this. One of the arguably the biggest league in the world, June 17th with the Serie A following up three days later, June 20th. Um, crazy to see how, like, soccer has made, I mean, they, no fans. And it's, like, one of the sports that's the most guys on the field, and, like, yeah. they're, they're back. So, um, NBA July 31st, and uh, that's, like, Orlando, Disney World. Uh, and finally, MLB. Uh, we're not really sure what's going to happen. It's one of those sports where there's a true divide in the union, uh, the player union of if they should play for half pay, what the plans would be, because um, teams still want to make money. Uh, and there's kind of a disagreement between what the owners think the players should do and the players' own personal opinions. So um, I guess that's what we're looking at right now. It's obviously going to be different next week. Hopefully we see some positive news hopefully, coming next week, but that's kind of where I'm right now. Hopefully we kind of start seeing uh, everything come back slowly and slowly. Yeah, it's sad to see baseball's kind of lagging in the category, but hey, you know, uh, we're just hoping to see live sports come back. And last week, we got to witness some of the best live sports possible yeah. in television history. We got to witness the match two, which for those of you who missed it, I don't know how you could have. It was uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady in a golf match for charity and COVID-19 relief. And uh, all three of you guys watched it, and you guys all enjoyed it. I have to say, personally, that is the best thing I've watched all quarantine. I did not get up off the couch. I loved every second of it, from Brady being horrible at golf to Woods Woods on Sunday in the the Sunday red. Oh, it was amazing. So uh, I'm just curious on your guys' opinions from what you guys thought about the match, which is the match too, technically. I loved it. I thought it was – it was good to have something to watch, and I thought it was hilarious, too. Chuck was chirping Brady, and Brady sunk a big shot. Brady ripped his pants. I thought that was really funny. A lot of memes there. And it was just – it was just um, it was exciting to see something back on TV again. Oh, it was plenty of entertainment from all the shit-talking to uh, the amazing golf that was kind of being played for the most part a little bit. But uh, what did yeah. you have to – what did you think about it, Carter? Um, I would say it's probably the second best thing I've seen all quarantine, right behind Outer Banks, obviously, episodes four through ten. Um, Sarah Cameron. Bad. Yeah, exactly. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think any of them were great golfers. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Tiger Woods and – Oh, no, besides uh, – like, I mean, like, Tiger's um, great? No. <laughs> I mean, I think the two golfers are great golfers, but, um, you know – uh, I think it's crazy to me how, like, I mean, Tom Brady's obviously still training football season, um, and he's out there playing, competing in, in terrible weather, and, uh, you know, hit big shots. Didn't really play all that well, Tom Brady did, but um, he sank some big shots, and he he definitely uh, got the money donated. I mean, they raised yes. over $20 million or something like that for COVID relief, so – um, regardless of how well everybody played, I think uh, the event can be seen as successful just from how much they raised. I mean, I thought the craziest moment of the match was never Russell Wilson offered up 100K meals for every shot within 12 feet of the pin. And then the first three guys did it. And, of course, the one to not do it was Tiger. I thought, Manning, I thought Manning's was going right in. I was like, oh, my God, he's about to stick that in. Yeah, Manning, bro, Manning impressed me. I mean, you know – we say best sports fan of all time. We all basically picked Manning. I, I'm definitely standing by my decision after. Add it to the list. Yeah. 
Yeah, any any highlights from you from it, Frankie? Um, I was gonna say that too as well. I mean, I just think how much money they raised is just like such an amazing thing, and it was a great cause, and it was fun watching it as well as entertaining. So I just thought it was a great event, and Phil Mickelson, bleh, Phil Mickelson came out and said um, he wants to see it happen every year, and I'd definitely be down for that. Uh, keep it going. It was fun. It was exciting. Yeah. And uh, sticking with the theme of live sports, that'll take us right into our best of the best segment for today, which is what is the best sporting moment we have ever seen live in person? And I think we all have some pretty good answers here, but Frankie, go ahead and uh, start us off. Which thing your uh, best sporting event you've seen live is? Um, so I've, I have two on my list. Um, I've been pretty fortunate to see a lot of good live events. But first off, I'm going to go I saw the Elite Eight in 2014 between Wisconsin and Arizona. It was Frank Kaminsky year. It was the game before they knocked off undefeated Kentucky, and I thought that was a great game. And also the Rose Bowl in 2013, Stanford versus Wisconsin. I'm not a Wisconsin fan, by the way. Um, disclaimer. Okay. It just happened to work out that way. Um, Stanford won off a game-winning pick when Wisconsin was driving. So those are – Definitely up there. It's just the atmosphere being in the playoff game is just amazing. It was an amazing experience. Always next level. Carter, what are you gonna what are you gonna give your best live sporting event you've seen in person? Yeah, I mean we talk about something like playoff atmosphere and mine could practically be the opposite because it's my personal opinion. I mean I'm not seeing too many great games, um, but just one of the greatest like sports moments I think I've seen um, was LeBron versus Kawhi opening this year in LA. I went with a friend and I was lucky enough to be basically courtside. Um, and I think it was just a crazy night because, I mean, for one, uh, I think just, I know there's like iconic photo uh, or kind of iconic of LeBron hitting that fadeaway over Kawhi. And I just remember him hitting that in real time and thinking like, like that is just, if that is something I only get to see once, like I, I'm glad. Um, and also, I mean, I got uh, Stephen A. Smith gave me a wave in the game, so that was definitely a uh, hype. But I mean, there's also a picture of me uh, licking on my fingers courtside behind Doc Rivers. One of the most interesting pictures I have. Somehow, I don't know how this happened, but um, if we get enough viewers, if we get enough viewers. Uh, then I will uh, we'll tweet it out on the Zoom Sports Talk. When we, when we hit 1,000 followers on Instagram, you will be seeing this photo of Carter in the finger-looking good Sally behind Doc Rivers. So you heard it. Get us to 1,000 followers on Instagram. You get to see Carter acting like a goon. <laughs> exactly. So um, I guess that just leaves me. Yeah. So I would have to give the best sporting event I've ever seen live to our good old listener, Derek Larkins, his amazing game against St. Francis this last year's playoffs is the most insane sport I've ever seen in my life. But, uh, you know, they were down. It was like a 93rd-minute goal or something. Carter was fortunate to be on the field for that. And, you know, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But, but, but it was also only a high school soccer game. And I am fortunate enough to see one of the, the – I know it's either the second or the third biggest comeback in college football history – in person, uh, UCLA, Texas A&M, Josh Rosen's last year as a Bruin just absolutely dominated that season until he got hurt. And in that first game of the year, man, he just went off. And they were down 30. They were down big at halftime. I think it was 34 at half. I don't remember if it was at half right out of the third quarter. But they were down big. Uh, Rosen starts finding it with Darren Andrews and Jordan Lastly. I'm in the middle of the Texas A&M section. And those Texas a and those Aggie fans are crazy. They're the 12th man. They all swing, sway arms together. They are just a whole new type of level of fan base. And they were just chirping on me. The next thing you know, UCLA is slowly chipping away. And I'm sitting there with uh, my friend, my friend and his parents. And we were sitting, that's the only reason I was in the Texas A&M area, because uh, their daughter went there. But I'm sitting there watching this game, just thinking, man, if they come back right now, that'd be insane. Then you know what? Jordan fakes the spike. Gus Johnson, great call. Fakes the spike, finds Lasley, and is just, I'll never forget that sporting moment. But big shout out to uh, the St. Francis Palos Verdes playoff game. That was insane. <laughs> yes, big shout out to that. And um, I guess moving on from best of the best, if we have nothing left, I think 
this is where we get into a bit of a heated question. Somebody that's not been talked about. Um, he was in the news a couple of days ago. Antonio Brown spotted wearing his. Hey, B. He was wearing his like Steelers pants or and Raiders. Raiders helmet, yeah. Yeah, Pro he, had, Bowl. Like, he had a little bit of a flex going. He had the Steeler pants on, the Pro Bowl jersey, and the Raiders helmet. Yeah, looking like a little bit of a um, – he's just going out, putting the work in with, uh, I guess, <laughs> the equipment that he has. But um, I guess a bit of a debate uh, for the next item. Do uh, Does Antonio Brown deserve a spot in the league? And when do you think that would be? Yes. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll let Jake – I'll let you go first on this one. Oh, Antonio Brown is a dominant receiver, and it is sad to see how crazy his career has turned around ever since that uh, perfect hit, where he probably knocked him into another universe. Um, it is really sad to see how, like, rapidly he has declined since then with the, you know, there's got to be something going up on his brain. But I still do think Antonio Brown deserves a chance in the NFL. He is one of the – he could definitely go out there and be one of the top receivers for any team. Uh, he has the route run, he has the hands, he has the speed, he's got everything. He's electric. He's fun to watch. And, you know, for a quick second there, I thought that he can end up in Tampa, but they're shutting those rumors down. But, yes, yeah. I do believe that Antonio Brown, no matter all the crazy shit he has done, deserves another shot in the league. How about you guys? I'm going to have to agree. Um, I think it's simple. He's just too good. He's too talented not to be in the NFL. I mean, there have been plenty of players with off-the-field issues, and I know Antonio Brown um, – probably ranks up there among those players, but I just think he's too good. I think it's pretty simple. He's too good. And I think, I think a, a bad team's going to take a risk on him. Oh, that's an interesting. You think he gets in the league this year? I think by the end of the year, he's in the league playing. Hot take. Another hot take. Hottest takes, hottest takes in the podcast game. Take from the pod. That might be a hot take in itself. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a hot take, but I'm just going to go off on my own island and say I don't – I think he's good enough to play in the league, but I don't think he necessarily deserves – he doesn't deserve anything. I mean, I feel like his recent actions in in the past year, I think, have showed NFL GMs that, um, like, it's a head case that you, you know, might not be worth it. You're just going to be in the media for the wrong reasons. Um and I know this has not been a problem forever with him, but um, if I was a GM, I would not take a chance on it. Even if I was a bad team, I think that whenever you're a team like that and you, you don't really want to take a chance like that because you don't want to upset team chemistry. And, like, I mean, you know, I think he's definitely good enough to play, but, like, I don't know, it's just one guy on a huge roster. And it, doing that, even if he makes your team better, I feel like what he makes up with skill is going to, like, minus in chemistry and I feel like you really need a well uh, like a fully gelled team to uh like be good and I think yeah, it takes a lot it takes a lot more than being able to just go out yeah, there and, 100%. and all he's done in recent history is speak out against his quarterbacks um and like just be somebody who you know as an organization you don't really want to have on your squad so I mean, while he's definitely good enough to play, I don't think he deserves anything. I don't think anybody owes it to him to give him a contract, especially what he's done in the last year. Yeah. Um, over time, I think that people are going to be more lenient. But, like, um, you know, age, especially in football, is really important. So it's – Yeah, who knows what his mental health is and all that because we all do see him acting crazy, so we don't know what's really going on. Yeah, he farted on a doctor. Oh. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Did you guys see that video? Yeah, I've seen the video. That that went right over my head. I I did not hear about that, but uh, you know, I would recommend it. Too. It'll be interesting to see how the Antonio Brown story continues to develop as the years go on. Uh, I think we're all wrapped up with that. We don't need to talk about the clown much more, even though I do deserve think he deserves another shot. But he's a little bit of a clown, you know. He stays wild, and but uh, next topic of discussion for today this could get a little heated. We'll see what happens. We, uh, we go over what we believe the best conference for college sports is. Sports as a whole. Not, we're not just talking football. We're not just talking basketball. We're talking all sports as a whole. And I'm going to go ahead and give my take. The SEC can kiss my ass. I wonder the, what you're going to say. The SEC can kiss my ass. The Big Ten, the Big 12, all of them kiss my ass. Yeah. No one tops the Pac-12. And it's not even close. Interesting. 
you talk the amount of championships that USC, UCLA, and Stanford have all won, and they just blow everybody, other – the Pac-12 blows other – it's, it's called the Conference of Champions for reasons. You know, they have struggled with football a little bit and basketball within the past couple of years, not really struggling in basketball. And, you know, the thing with Pac-12 is they always beat up on each other in football season. You know, Oregon had an amazing season last year, goes into Tempe, loses on a Friday night game after dark, Pac-12 after dark. It is by far the most entertaining conference, the best conference. And Pac-12 Networks, uh, figure out a deal with DirecTV, please, because I'm really missing being able to watch yeah, true. every game. You'd have to sign into my grandma's account in order to watch Pac-12 Networks because I'm not trying to pay for that. So brutal. It's, they make it so hard. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to stick with my uh, biased opinion here with Pac-12 ball being the uh, Pac-12 being the best conference out there. What are you guys' opinions? What about you, Frankie? Um, so my mom went to a Pac-12 school. My dad went to a Pac-12 school. My brother goes to a Pac-12 school, recently graduated. But psych! Back to Pac-12! ACC baby, this is for you, Carter. You dookie. ACC. I just, I'm just going down the depth chart, and I know Pac-12. I'm gonna put Pac-12 as a close second. I'm going down the depth chart. I'm looking at football. Clemson, dominant. Florida State's been dominant. The U, been dominant. The U. Um, hasn't been dominant since before we were born. Come on. That's now. true. That's true. But um, and then in basketball, I don't think anyone's going to argue that they're the most dominant basketball conference. I know UCLA's done amazing, and you could argue Pac-12 was second. But, I mean, Duke, Carolina, Notre Dame's in the ACC, um, Miami, Florida yeah, State. Yeah. I know, no, for basketball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louisville. And, and then I go to baseball, and I see Louisville, Florida State. And then, then I go to soccer. And I see Virginia and UNC. I mean, um, I just think the the depth is just insane. That's why I'm going to the ACC. Um, I know Jake's Jake's not in his head. I know he's a Pac-12 guy. I'm shaking my head over here. I'm a Pac-12 guy too, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say ACC. I'm sorry. All right, I have to respect your decision, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with my Pac-12. Carter. I have a feeling you're going one of those two conferences, I got a feeling. But uh, let's see if you got a wild card answer here. You know, we talk about conferences um, that are, like, good in sports, like recent history, past history. And I honestly feel like Pac-12, a lot of those schools and how good they are are a lot, like, in the past. I mean, for many sports, like volleyball and, like, golf, they're obviously still good, but, like – like a lot of sports, I feel like they're out of their prime. And that's why I'm actually going to go out and say, in my opinion, it's going to be the SEC or the ACC. Oh, Ooh, interesting. And I'm going to say the you know, I'm gonna say SEC to make it interesting because you look at sports and like, like Frankie said, um, you know, football, L- football obviously was dominant. Alabama, conference. Yeah, Basketball, like Auburn, even Bama's been good in recent years. Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Uh, baseball, we got Bandy over there. Yes. Um, it's just, I feel like. A&M's pretty good. Yeah, A&M, exactly. But, no, I just feel like the SEC in recent years, and while there's obviously sports where um, you're not caring all that much or, like, we're not paying all that much attention to it because uh, not a lot of supporters or, like, people watching, but. Um, in terms of big sports and what brings in the revenue and in recent history, I'm just going to give it to the SEC. I understand that. There's no wrong answers here unless you're not picking the Pac-12. But uh, I just think, you know, so much history, so much history with the Pac. I don't know how you couldn't give it to them. But, hey, I respect my, I respect my co-host's decisions all the time. Uh, those are three. Uh, those, those are my top three. My top three is Pac-12, <laughs> ACC. But, um, you know, I just think when you have over 400 championships to your conference's name, you, uh, you got to get, get a little respect. They may be out of their prime, but, hey, who knows? It is, uh, there's always time to come back. And uh, that will lead us perfectly into our Instagram inquiries where we take five of your guys' questions that you asked us. Do not forget to ask us questions. We love the content you guys give us. We love to talk about it. But first question is coming straight into our last discussion, and it is from at Tridune. And the question is, is the SEC overrated in football? No. I mean, I could just explain it based on saying Alabama, LSU. 
You think about how many first-round guys come out of Alabama, how many first-round guys came out of LSU this year. Yeah. Uh, Joe it was an absurd number. But, like, um, I think. Yeah, the SEC arguably produces more NFL prospects than any other conference. Um, Not even arguably. I think that's yeah, just a fact. I don't know the numbers, but I feel like, you know, if the SEC was overrated, they wouldn't be winning every year. I mean, with the exception of, like, Clemson or, like, I mean, Ohio State and I was up there this year. But, like, I, at the end of the day, I feel like people fear those SEC teams more than any other, any other team. So, I feel like the simple answer is no, SEC football, not overrated. Yeah, so, this sorry, Tridune. Yeah, this Tridune guy, he sounds like a clown to me, honestly. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, <laughs> SEC and football, come on. Come on. Oh, man. You got Bama, you got the Tigers of LSU, the Tigers of Auburn, Georgia. Oh, I, mean, I can go down the list. You know, yeah. after putting a lot of hard thought and effort into thinking about this and looking back at the history of the SEC and their football, I was able to come up with an answer, and that being a one-word answer, no. No, they're not overrated. They're dominant as hell. They're freaking absurd. They will continue to be absurd for years. They recruit insane. They win national championships. They win bowl games. They do everything good. And it is the most exciting. It is, I personally, hot take, hot take. Mark this down as a hot take. I enjoy watching SEC football better than any NFL, any NFL football game. Interesting. I'm not a huge NFL. I like the NFL. I follow it, but I'm not huge on it. And I will. I would watch a. Uh, I would watch an Auburn Alabama game over a uh, Rams. Uh, Rams. Forty nine. Yeah. I think that's because it's the Rams, though. Probably. Yeah, you know, I don't. Like Buff booty. I don't like watching Jared Goff shit the bed on the Sundays. But uh, our next Instagram question comes from at Brad Knobloch, and he wants to know: Do we believe that college athletes should be paid? What are you guys' opinions? Because I know we got a college, potential college athlete in here. Um, his opinions on this. I'm going to go yes. And I don't know the logistics of how everything would work out. That's not my job. Um, but just from a standpoint as, like, a college athlete or future college athlete and in a sport where I would never get paid because I'm a runner, obviously um, – <laughs> Sleeping on runners. Stop sleeping. <laughs> but I just think there's too much money, revenue that is gained. Um, the jersey sales, ticket sales. Uh, and it's just, it's just ridiculous, frankly. These are, these are sometimes grown men playing in these sports that are just I, just, I just think, and it's just, it's not even the fact that you need to pay them. It's just, I need um, that the NCA needs to pay them. I think it's they should be able to do ads, um, get contracts with companies. Um, like Terrell Pryor got suspended for getting a free tattoo. Yeah, like, come on, and like LSU thing with with OBJ giving them cash, yeah. the natty. It's always it always early got suspended. Jeez, it's ridiculous. I think they automatically should get paid. Um, and I'm not sure how to divvy that up with the different sports. That's not my job. That's the uh, the crooks at the NCAA's job, but that's my take on that situation. I agree. You know, I'm a, I, I, my answer here for this is yes and no. I believe that they should be able to get paid off their likeness and for advertising. Hey, if you want to wear a pair of Nikes and get paid for it, good. Get, wear, wear a pair. Of, you know how hard it is to survive in the world, especially as a college athlete? Yeah. And, but also, I do not think, you know, I also think it's, they get free tuition. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people's debt is college debt. And it's tough to, you know. But if you're getting free tuition or even a good chunk of it paid for, that helps so damn much. So it is a, I think they, they should be able to get paid from outside sources, not the NCAA, but I think Nike should be able to pay them or whoever wants to, you know, oh, EA Sports. Please, EA, EA Sports, yes, know, take my money, give all the money you need, give me NCAA 20, 21, give me NCAA footballs until the years are done. I need that game back. That shit's on every Madden, shit's on every 2K. I don't care if this is a hot take. This is the best damn video game franchise. Not a hot take. And I just want it back. So I believe the college athletes should be able to get paid. And, you know, it's going it, to – they are now with this whole new rule and stuff. And it's going to cause a lot of drama because, you know, there's going to be kids, low-end kids on the team, you know, might not be on scholarship or on a very partial one. They're just getting scraps at the bottom of nothing. But uh, shout-out to sports recruits. They, are, they started a thing to be able to yeah. grow people's platforms. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with all this. But uh, 
Carter, I'm hoping you're on the same page as us, buddy. I'm hoping you're not a, we're not going to have to disagree with you here. Yeah, I mean, whenever it comes to athletes just getting paid for, like, playing, I would 100% say, like, I don't think they should necessarily. I would agree with you, Jake, that, um, you know, jersey sales, sponsorships, they should be able to make names off their likeness. But the NCAA, um, beside, like, TV revenue – uh, they don't really owe that necessarily to yeah. the players, especially because they're getting the free tuition. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we talked about the whole prospect of G League versus um, – mm-hmm. we talk about that sometime, G League, like for NBA. But, like, the thing that people miss out whenever they go straight to high school is if it doesn't work out, they don't really have anything to fall back on. And I think that's why a college um, – like free college is so important. Uh, so – you know, I would definitely have, like, a yes and no, like you, Jake. They should definitely be able to make money off their likeness just so I can get the NCAA football back. But um, yeah, as far as, like, getting salaries or, like, stuff, like, I feel like that would just be too complicated. Uh, I don't think you should be necessarily paid to go to college if that's yeah. – like, that's, like, like, I feel like that's kind of shady business. Like, whoever's going to pay the most is going to win. And I yeah, feel like yeah. that's just, like, where you – get into the money game and that's going to really like um it's going to make college sports kind of a very shady industry if it yeah. look at the social media to be a big part in all this too because it's you know if they're making money off instagram posts you're going to start seeing a lot more kids posting yeah i i mean ncaa is already shady it is my opinion so and that's like you can come at me if you want but like debate a wall Debate a wall. The NCAA is a piece of shit sometimes. Yeah. Our next question from our lovely Instagram followers is coming from at Demarcus E. Wang or Demarcus Wang. underscore E. Wang. Wanger banger. What's up, buddy? Um, your question is we, you, want to give, you want us to give some last dance takes. And uh, I'm going to leave this one to Carter and Frankie because I've yet to watch the last dance. Don't come at me. Come at me. I'll do whatever. Disappointing. Yeah. But uh, I'm yet to witness the amazingness that was supposedly the last dance. So all I heard is, uh, all I heard is Scotty was a, uh, Scotty was mad that he did not. He said he's got portrayed in yeah. the right way. But uh, you guys take it away. He's PO'd. I loved it. I thought it cured my boredom in quarantine. I thought it was it was well done. The only thing I was kind of I was kind of confused. They kept on flip flopping between the seasons, and like I get it. I get it's for the style of the show, but I was a little confused. Maybe it's just me being an idiot, but um, I loved it. And I'm just the only other concern I have was I'm not entirely sure um, if everything is true, like about the pizza and everything. And I know Scotty Pippen was mad on how they portrayed him. So I have a, a couple, I came away with a couple questions, but overall I loved it. Yeah. I would say that um, in general, my main takeaway was that just Michael Jordan was a – he was a dog in the fact that he was a competitor and he worked harder than everybody else to get where he was. Um, you don't really get to see much insight into how he was as, like, um, individual besides, like, the competitive nature. Um, and I know people said, like, kind of portrayed – like, in time, it kind of portrayed him as the villain a little bit sitting in his lair in his white chair with that, like that. It was just, um, but also that was funny because like every time people try to talk down and he just laugh, um, he'd like watch the screen and laugh. Like I remember Gary Payton because like, um, and Michael Jordan too, I think like just what he's done for the sport is unparalleled. And like, for me, somebody who's always believed that since Braun is like the only person that like I've seen like be like that great, um, you know, I, I think I just earned a level of respect for MJ and how he was able to close out um, and be clutch in certain moments. And while they didn't show the unclutch moments necessarily, um, I thought, still thought it was great. And um, I definitely learned more about people like Scotty Pippen, though. Like, because Scotty Pippen, I feel like I did not rate him as high as I do now. It just seemed like what he did on that team and as, like, the second guy there behind one of the top two players of all time, Michael Jordan. Like, he was – I mean, people forget he was a top five player in the league. And, like, um, it's just crazy to me how he slept on that much. Keep sleeping on the boy or what, though, after watching? Yeah, I mean, um, 
I don't think I think I'm just gonna have a a newfound respect for a lot of the guys that played in that era because I feel like they they can ball, but people don't really give them the respect they deserve. And our next Instagram question, sorry, Wango, we're uh, moving on from you, but uh, it comes from at g underscore racing seventeen. Um, not a lot of context to it, but we can uh, we'll be able to we'll definitely be able to chat about this one. And it is our opinion our opinions on the Astros cheating scandal of 2017. I'm heated. I'm still butthurt about it. I will never let it go. Give them the goddamn asterisk on that trophy. Take away their rings. Rob Manfred, you are a pussy. That punishment that you gave them is the softest thing of all time. You were basically saying, go ahead, cheat, win, and you get to keep your trophy. So I think it's utter bullshit that they got to keep their trophy. They still prance around their rings, and they still talk shit like they're innocent, which makes no sense after they've already been caught cheating. And, okay, what's your counter argument? Oh, but game, blah, 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 at, you lost game seven at home. You lost game, Okay, well, you know what? We shouldn't have even had to go back to Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers were the best team in the playoffs that year, best team in all of baseball. They deserve that World Series of 2017, and it'll always hurt me because I know that it affected a lot of players' careers. It affected you, Darvish. He, uh, he just kind of hasn't been the same since. His reputation hasn't been the same, giving up those giving up freaking boots in Game 7. Uh, Kershaw. Kershaw now still seen as a choker, still not seen able to finish in October. Uh, and, you know, that Game 5 game was insane. Oh, my God, the choker. They're out here mocking me. Uh, you know, Doc, Dave Roberts, you know, it's sad to see that people can't trust him as a coach because of that. And Kenley Jansen, who blew a couple saves in that uh, 2017 World Series. So, Astros, you are a whole bunch of pussies. Hopefully, I make it to the league one day, and uh, hopefully, I get to throw it one of you guys. I don't know if you guys see that as a threat, but don't take it seriously. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I can't hear you. Someone's banging a trash can behind me. Oh, do I need to talk about all of it again? Or uh, I'll talk louder. I think, I'm, I think I see Bregman walking in the back door. <laughs> no, I, can, I can tell you're kind of mad. Just a little bit. Just um, a little bit. Right. Yeah, you hit it spot on. They cheated. They weren't really punished. Um, and it's just disappointing. It truly is. Carter, anything to add? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just said let him keep it. Let's forget about it. Oh. I'm kidding, dude. I'll reference a sport that we've not talked about yet in cycling. We think about the Tour de Lance. Um, he, he got all of his stuff taken away for cheating. Um, you know, I think like, cycling. Yes. Cycling. Not baseball, cycling. They yeah. took everything. Yeah. And the doc, I don't know if you guys watched the documentary, but like everyone was cheating also. Yeah. And, yeah. Every, and like they found out about him. And it's like, um, it, it, even if everybody was doing it, it's like they still punished people. Yeah. Um, Yes. And they took all this stuff away. So, 100%, bro. Take away the trophy. Take away the rings. Um, you know, even if you weren't part of it, you at least could have spoken up about it. Because um, as they say. Uh, Shut up and fresh. Yeah. Being the bigger person and calling everybody out. Yeah, just do the right thing. And um, I feel like the Astros are showing a bad example, especially to the younger generation of players, by cheating. Um, so, you know, all in all, I hope people – can I hope they get what they deserve, and I hope people can forget about it because it's not something that I want everybody to. Um, it's obviously I want people to remember, use an example, don't cheat. But um, I kind of want people to forget about it because I don't want people to look at this and say, "Oh, it's okay to cheat," as you said. So yeah, either take it all away and let, let's just move on. Let's give them what they deserve and move on because I don't think the sport wants to dwell on a huge scandal like this too much longer. And bad look for the game, that's for sure. Is it bad that I was looking forward to the MLB season because I knew they were going to get pegged like every game? Oh, my God. I'm so sad we may never get to see the over-under get hit. But, uh, yeah, the trash shows can uh, kiss my ass. Thank you for taking what could have possibly been the only ring I was close to as a fan in my life. But uh, moving on to our last and final question from Instagram. It's coming from at Spencer Levin. And it, the question is, should Liverpool be given the title if the league doesn't resume? And we do now that – we do now know that the Prem will be resuming. Uh, but do you guys believe that the, if, the season, if the Prem was to end, no questions asked, do you guys think that uh, Liverpool deserve the title? Personally, myself, I do believe they do. They were so dominant this year, it's not even fair. Uh, I, I think they could have handed it to them. I think they had a wide enough gap. 
Yes, they had a they had like a thirty point gap, or not like it was like twenty five. That's up, very high. They're up twenty Rounded points up 30. on Man City, even though Man City is a game played less. Liverpool, twenty seven wins, one draw, one loss. This is one of the best seasons we've seen since the Invincibles. With nine games to go, do I see um, do I I a twenty four a twenty five point swing with only um, only thirty points left a game for Man City? Uh, no, the answer is no. I do not. I mean, that would be insane. That would be insane. Besides, I don't think Liverpool can choke one. Even though, um, what's his name? Ismail Assar decided to ruin their hopes in this whole season, which I thought was – I was actually watching that game. That was a, a lot of fun to watch. But um, as far as the season goes, I feel like you'd have to have um, some statistics that I do not see to convince me that yeah. Liverpool would not have won it. I mean, unless the Atlanta Falcons somehow are able to blow the 25-point lead for Liverpool, I mean, I just don't see it happening. Um, uh, they're, just, they're just too good this year. They had such a big lead. And I'm not a Liverpool fan, but thank God Man City's not lifting the title again. <laughs> I've had it with them. I've had them with them just buying everyone and, and winning and um, – yeah, I I mean it's just I think it's pretty simple that Liverpool deserved to win the the title and lift it even if the season wasn't to resume, but now we know it is. You won. All right. So that will wrap up our Instagram inquiries. Uh, moving into our next and favorite favorite segment of the episode is our five minutes of fire. Timer starts now. Question of the day is who is the better soccer player, Ronaldo or Messi? And do you consider them your goat? I'll start quick. I'm going to go with Lionel Messi. Nope. Nope. Okay, well, I'm going to go with good old Leo. I think he's the best soccer player out there between the two. Uh, you know, he's a great guy to watch. He may struggle with Argentina, Argentina, but, uh, you know, I still think he's dominant. And, you know, I, I don't know why I keep saying, you know. But uh, Leo's a great player, definitely the best out there. So I'm going to stick with him in the Ronaldo-Messi debate. Um, I'm going to have to take a strong opposition to you. Okay. I strongly disagree. Let's see your facts. Starting off with the fact that, um, he's evaded paying his taxes for a couple of years. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. That was kind of like a big deal in the news a couple years ago. But, um, so let me spit some facts for you. Ronaldo, most Champions League goals out of any player in the history of the sport. Most Champions League goals in one season with 17 goals. Um, he's got 25 more goals than Messi. He's got a, uh, more Champions League titles than Messi's. He's won a one World a Euro Cup. Obviously, Messi is not in Europe, so he can't win a Euro Cup. But the Euro Cup, I think, is the hardest European or the hardest uh, national trophy to win besides the World Cup because of. The depth of all the teams, but really, what really it what it really comes down to is Ronaldo steps up in the big moments. That's why I lifted, listed off those Champions League stats. He he steps up. He stepped up in the Euro Cup. He led his team to beat France in the Euro Cup final, when France was, I think, the better team. But Ronaldo just he just had that extra edge. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. France ended up becoming the World Cup winners next uh, uh two years later. So and uh, I just think he's he's more clutch. He steps up in the big moments and he's he's won more. And then of course it comes back to does rings do rings matter in the goat discussion? But yeah. What can I say? I, I just think he's he's yeah. more dominant. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to say I loved whenever Ronaldo stepped up in that Euro Cup final whenever he was standing on the bench for basically the whole game. I was, I was All right, gonna... but – okay, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like, Ronaldo's always a great player, and he has, he has accolades, and he, he comes up big in finals internationally. Um, he's playing with less talent, arguably, than Messi is, and he's winning yeah. more. Um, so Ronaldo may have more of that, that it factor, 
um, in terms of international play, but just looking at their all-time career, Ronaldo, a thousand appearances total. That's pretty cool. Seven twenty-five goals, two hundred twenty assists. That's less than, um, like, just slightly less than one contribution a game, goal or assist. And yeah. Messi, Messi has basically seven hundred goals, two hundred ninety assists, and eight hundred fifty-six appearances. He's over one. Um, obviously, I think that you could put like I'm. Pro- I'm gonna go with Messi. Really. Um, because I think he's more of a skilled player. I think he has a higher game IQ. Um, I think Ronaldo's more of a freak athlete. And that's why it's like, I feel like that's the same thing between like somebody like like LeBron and Jordan, their differences. I feel like LeBron's yeah, the best athlete to ever grace soccer as a sport, in my opinion. Um, Interesting. His athletic prowess, I feel like. like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say Messi, and even though he has a lot more, like, goal contributions, you got to put a bit of an asterisk next to it because harder international play for Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo also played a lot of his career at Man U. Uh, so, um, you know, That's... I think that Messi's played in La Liga where he's playing a bunch of crappy teams. And I know, like, Ronaldo was there also for a little bit, but um, I'm going to go with Messi just because I feel like my own personal bias has led me to believe that Messi – um, for his size, is doing things that, um, like, just his, his technical ability is greater than anything I've ever seen. But, like, Ronaldo, um, he, he can single-handedly will a team to win, in my opinion, because of how just physically gifted he is. And Messi might not be able to do that from because he's more of a creator. But um, I'm going to go with Messi, very close margin. So, yeah. Um, Two to one, Frankie. I just, I just got to disagree with you. You say, yeah, Ronaldo was on the, the bench due to an injury for <sighs> a lot of the final and the Euro Cup. But then I look at Messi in Argentina's version of the Euro Cup, Copa America. Let's uh, look at what he did uh, from the spot against Chile in the final. Oh, off the crossbar and over. He chokes. Choked in the World Cup against... Uh, Iceland ended up tying that game. He I was, mean, yeah, I mean, that's fair. He was one Mario Gotze less. Could it be Croatia, though? Could it be Croatia, though? Could it be Croatia? He was one Mario Gotze goal away from a World Cup title. Um, if they could have, and I know they were pressing a lot that game. Um, and if Higuain wasn't cheeks, yeah, they probably wasn't cheeks. Um, you know, I think that uh, if they would have won that, then I feel like it'd be harder to say Ronaldo. But there's a reason this debate. There's a reason people are disagreeing about it. Um, they have had two do- totally different career paths. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I guess final remarks for me. I guess, I guess I can just say we're lucky to be seeing both these guys in the same time period, so we can compare them very equally. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that they're both amazing players. I love watching Messi. I love watching Ronaldo. Um, but. I'm just – I got to stick with Ronaldo. I'm not going to let you guys change my mind. He's got it done in the Prem, got it done in La Liga, got it done in Serie A, and he's still – both the players, I think, still have a ways to go. It doesn't – I don't see any signs of aging. Yeah, they're two best in the world. Still. That'll conclude our five minutes of fire, five minutes are up. Uh, just to say one thing, though, you know, we got Ronaldo and uh, – of course, we have Messi, who I think is better. But we also have uh, Luka Modric, who's the best out of the three. Uh, don't debate it. Just trust me. Modric over Messi. I, got, I tried to get it trending. Uh, we will now be introducing a new topic today that we like to call transfer talk slash trade talk. Whatever one you think rolls off the tongue a little bit better, where we look at upcoming free agents or people who are asking for trades and stuff, where we think they will end up next year. Uh, today, we have six or seven people we will be discussing. And let's stick with the soccer world and look at where we think Sancho will end up next year. Yeah, so. So, one word, yeah, one word yes. One word, oh yeah, sorry. One word, one word where you think it will be. So Frankie, I'll let you start. Sancho, United. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Chelsea. I'm just going Prem, Premier League, anywhere. Prem. Prem. That's fair. Um, next on the soccer list, we have Timo Werner, um, very well-known transfer. Jake, where do you see him going? Um, you know what? 
I'll, I'll let you go. I'll hand this one to you guys first. I, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth. Frankie, you can go first. Um, Liverpool. Yeah, Liver, Liverpool also. You know, I'd love to see him in, at Liverpool. I think that will just add to their dominance. And uh, let's, I'll go with Liverpool as well. That's fair. Um, Edison Cavani is the next one. Um, and Edison Cavani, I'll start with this one. I have Edison Cavani landing at Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Agreed. Atletico. Agreed with that one too. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was offensive United though because I've seen United stuff, but I'll, I'll leave that, it to but... the next one, which is final soccer one. Dries Mertens, um, the Belgian international, Frankie. Uh, Chelsea. Yeah, Jake is same for you. Yep, also sticking with Chelsea. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna say Chelsea also. I mean I'm a Chelsea supporter, but I feel like it's easier. Whenever we move on to the basketball players now, I feel like it's more difficult because surrounding soccer, there's always so many rumors. Um, you kind of have a clear idea of where people are going. So um, moving to the basketball world, we start with Draymond Green. Um, he's got many nicknames, so I'm just going to stick with Draymond. Uh, Jake, where do you see Draymond landing up? Landon? Warriors. Draymond does not leave. Draymond sticks with the Warriors. They're going to give him a nice, juicy contract. And uh... – can't go in anywhere. Draymond's sticking in Golden State, and he'll be there for a while. He'll probably – I'd say he plays out his whole career there. Frankie? I am going to have to agree, Warriors. <laughs> I'm going to say the New York Knickerbockers. No. Oh, okay. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting He's, he's, he's going to go to the Knicks. Okay. I don't know why they call him the Knickerbockers at all. I don't really understand what? that. But – um. Yeah, I think that Draymond's the next build his own legacy. Let's get it. Okay. okay. Yeah, maybe he'll stop kicking people in the nuts over there. <laughs> over in uh, the Big Apple. The Mecca. Our next basketball player we will be discussing is where we think Anthony Davis will end up after this season if it is finished. He is staying at the Lake Show. Couldn't agree more. Lake Show for AD. Carter? Yeah, I mean – it's got to be the Lake Show, really. It'd be a waste if he's there. Yeah. Is that arguably the best year of his career with them? I can't see him. Uh, can't see him run away from that. I don't know why he'd run away from Ron. Yeah. So, but next, Montrez Harrell, a little bit of a lesser-known name. Is he staying with the Clips? Jake, I'll throw it over to you. You know, I see him with the Clippers still. I think he's a good. Uh, I think he's a good uh, key aspect of that team. Definitely helps out. I'm gonna give a go ahead and say he's gonna stay with the Clippers. Frankie, agreed. Clippers, I don't think all four of those pieces are going to be there next year. Uh, Lou Will, Montrez, PG, and Kawhi. But I think he is one of them. And I think he's a must-keep. Yeah. I mean, he was a six-man-of-the-year candidate. I'm also going to say Montrez stays in L.A. I think they're going to do whatever they have to do to make it make the deal get done. Um, but the final basketball free agent we're going to be discussing today in our finals uh, – item for the transfer talk segment. DeMar DeRozan, where do we see him landing up? Is he going to be out of San Antonio? DeMar DeRozan is going back to Toronto. DeRozan will be in a Raptors uniform. <laughs> Frankie, what did you say? Um, I'm going to say he's going to Rip City. He's going to Portland, baby. He fits well with the Blazers, especially if McCollum leaves. You got Nurkic, you got Mello, and you got Dame Dalla. Dame Dalla. He's going to Portland, and all I have to say is, from the to quote the Drake Will Ferrell uh, scene, the more I say it, the less I like it. <laughs> Where do you see him ending up, Carter? You know, this is going to sound very weird, but I also put the Raptors. I want him to be there. I want – DeMar Rosen to be back in the six, where he, where he belongs. Um, and I want him to go win a title over there. Um, you know, there have been some rumors coming about him coming to L.A. Um, but – because he's from here. But, you know, I think if he takes back that management, then um, – or if he, if he don't you – know, if they don't keep feuding, he's still friends with Lowry, I could definitely see him going back. I feel like that would be really cool. Um, I think, yeah, go ahead. If you want to say I think he was disrespected there. And yeah. I know, obviously, like, it was a good move, 
They got Kawhi. They won. But I, I still think, like, um, they disrespected him. And the fact that he hasn't played great in San Antonio has kind of tainted his legacy a little bit. Like, he's still an excellent player, but I don't think he's played up to his potential in uh, San Antonio. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess moving on from that, um, next thing we just wanted to talk about um, was uh, – Also having to do with transfers. Yeah, also do with transfers. JT Daniels transferring to Georgia. You know, I am not all too educated on college football, but I do know that they did get a Wake Forest transfer, by my knowledge. So, you – is that a smart move for JT Daniels? Is he trying to build a legacy over uh, down in the the Peach State or whatever they call it down in Georgia? So, Jake, you can take this one away first. JT, 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 stood at Modern Day, tore it up, absolutely just killed it. Comes in SC, shits the bed a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, you know, SC fans will defend him, but he had his games. He did have his games. Can't deny that. Was playing well his 2019 season before suffering a torn ACL and not being able to finish out a season. But, you know, as a great Tate Martell said, do not swing and miss, especially twice. Something was going on behind the scenes at SC with Clovis – or, with, sorry, Clovis. Clovis. Clovis with uh, King Slovis. And so JT said, you know what, I'm going to head out. I'm going to head to Georgia. And it's interesting. I think he would not have started over Slovis this year. Slovis was a stud last year for SC in the uh, games he was able to play, missing a couple to injury and not having the starting job right away. I could not have seen JT starting over him. Interesting to go to Florida, interesting to go down to Georgia though. I think it is going to be a great, great battle between him and Jamie Newman, the X Wake Forest QB. See who ends up with the starting job down there. I'm interested to see. I think you could throw any quarterback down into Georgia and they're going to succeed. So you know, best of luck to you, JT. I'm not a huge fan of you, but hey, best of luck, man. Uh, I agree. Uh, I mean. Uh, Shit, sorry. I'm just going to start that over. I messed that up. I'm going to disagree with you, Jake. I don't think he's going to compete. I don't think he's very good. I've, I've seen him live before. He's just – I just think he's cheeks. I'm sorry all you USC stands out there are going to come at me, but I'm not a big JT Daniels guy. And this is how I – this is how yeah. I portray it. You fail to start at USC. You suck at USC. So you're going to go to a better school – with, the, with Jamie Newman already there, that he's a proven quarterback. He's led Wake Forest to their best season in recent memory. I mean, I'm just – I'm confused. And I agree with your point that down in Georgia they can make anyone look good. But I just – I think the only logical explanation I can think of is that he's going to work through the system and he thinks he can start his senior year. But I don't, I don't see him playing soon. I don't – I'm not high on JT Daniels. I think he should have stayed in high school. JT Daniels having a similar career path as Josh Rosen in the NFL. I think it's yeah. terrible. I think it's been underwhelming, to say the least. But uh, it's interesting yeah. to see him leaving his boys back at SC, too. You know, his boys, Amon Ra, Brew. Uh, I think there might have been one more from Modern Day, too, there. But it's interesting yeah. to see. What do you think about it, Carter? He's definitely out here building his own legacy, you know. Um, he's, trying to, he's trying to do what he's staying away from SoCal. Um, it's going to be interesting because – like, quite honestly, I don't think quarterbacks who have came out of USC in the last couple of years have been that good. Even though Sam Darnold, like, I don't think Sam Darnold's all that great at all. Um, so, you know, maybe they can go develop him down there. I mean, Jake Fromm obviously came out of there recently. So, you know, maybe he's just looking to develop under a good system with good players um, because that's one of the most competitive offenses in USC and, and the conference it's in. It's not that competitive. So if he can make a name for himself in something like the SEC in a couple of years, um, you know, I could definitely see him uh, being like a top guy. I mean, I he's obviously still a young kid, and I don't think it's fair to hold him to such high standards yet. But I mean, in his mind, there was obviously some lot, some factor that made him want to transfer. Whether it was he wanted to leave or he wanted to just start something new, um, but you know. Whether or not we don't think it's the right decision, he's still got a lot of room to improve. He's got a lot of age to work with. And he's, if his work ethic's up there, then I obviously think it'd be great because he's obviously a really um, – he's a household name for a lot of college football fans, a lot of high school football fans. Yeah. So, you know, we'll um, see where the JT Daniels narrative goes. But. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> 
I agree. I agree with you, Frankie. Hot take or not hot take? I think JT is highly no. rated, but uh, you know, it'll be interesting. That is not hot take. I think what is, I think you know, very hard to admit. Very hard to admit being a huge UCLA fan, but I do think Slovis is a great quarterback. I think Slovis has his arm talent. He has the potential to be a very good quarterback. And you know what is interesting to think? What if JT never goes down? What if JT never tears that ACL? Do we even see Slovis at, play a snap at USC until his, his uh, junior year? I think um, he would have because JT Daniels is so bad. No yeah. offense. JT, yeah, but if you're watching this with your pedo stash, I'm sorry, dude. But I just, I'm not high up on you. All right. Don't take it personally. Just remember, every time we talk bad about somebody on this on this show, that they watch the podcast. Like, we, there's rumor has it that they watch the podcast. So yeah, like Tom Brady watches it. That's what I heard, and he's pretty upset. Yeah, so. Tom Brady. Uh, Carter could beat you in golf, by the way. So if you're listening, yeah. we uh, we're ready to schedule a match. We can even run a scramble between the three of us, and you can pick two buddies as well. We're willing to come kick your ass if we need to come down to Tampa or whatever we need to do. But we'll get that done. We've guys working on that right now, actually. <laughs> But that'll take us into our next segment. And we are going to discuss who we thought had the best NFL draft. Uh, Carter, I know you were huge on this year's draft. I'll let you start us off with this. Yeah, I mean, looking into some more research, I think the top couple picks are where I think it's important and where I think people got the most value for the picks. I feel like it's pretty simple for me. Den boys, I think, had the best draft. I think adding – while C.D. Lamb was not what they needed necessarily – one of the steals of the draft, in my opinion, could be the best receiver there. Um, uh, Trayvon Diggs in the second round. I think Trayvon Diggs is also going to be great, too. I mean, his brother is obviously really good, and hopefully, you know, NFL families has been – that's been a theme in recent years. So, I'm hoping that he can live up to some good potential. They they covered for the missing holes. They lost Byron Jones. Um, but, you know, I think they're going to be really good next year. Um even if Andy Dalton is the starter. Good, I hope so. And, and Dak Prescott doesn't get paid. So I would love to hear your guys' opinions because it could be different, could be the same. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Um, the Cowboys had a great draft. I think they got a little bit lucky that um, – Couldn't agree more. CD slid. CD slipped. Um, but in a close second, I'm going to go Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow's amazing, and that's – oh, it's just super obvious that they're going to take Burrow. Everyone knew that. He's the obvious first pick. But also backing him up, backing him up with T. Higgins, a proven wide receiver at a, coming from a good school, I think that's going to help him. And um, I think both those teams had great drafts, and that puts them in way better positions for this upcoming NFL season. Well, that's facts. That's facts. I got to agree with that. Jake, what are you saying? You know, I'm going to have to agree. Cowboys had a great draft. But I think it could have been a little better, you know. Maybe not draft-wise, but uh, I think if they go get Jamal Adams, they definitely have the best offseason out of anybody. Um, my pick for this President. was uh, – was, I went to Dolphins. I think you get a good quarterback out of Tua. Maybe a little injury-prone. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, then you, you know, start building a line about him. I think they drafted a lot better this year than prior years, and uh, they did the right thing, you know. They went and got him protection. They're going to get him weapons. It'll be inter- interesting to see how Miami comes out this year. I think they uh, have a chance to be the most improved team in the league. But uh, Cowboys definitely did have a strong draft. I'm happy with it being a Cowboys fan. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And hopefully this 2020 season happens. Yeah. Yes, very true. Um, but moving on from that, we're on to possibly the fan favorite segment. Definitely, I'm not sure. Definitely but, favorite segment. But this is one of our favorites. Terrible tweet segment. Um, you know, I got a funny one. Jay, you know, you know, actually, Frankie, I'll start off with you. What is your terrible tweet for this week? Make sure to drop the ad. Don't. I, I know they're going to watch the podcast. So. Drop the ad. I know I'm going to throw it back to um, April 27th, 2017. At Jeff Bayer. Jeff, I know you're listening. I know you're fuming, probably punching the air right now. But this man tweeted, I can't believe Patrick Mahomes went 10th. He's a poor man's Jamarcus Russell. Now, we couldn't have known how good Patty was going to be, but. Come on. Bro. Are you out of your mind? Jamar- Terrible tweet. Terrible tweet. That's actually really funny. Um, is, wow. Yeah, that's actually funny. Uh, Left me a little speechless. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I feel like that just kind of speaks for itself because, I mean, obviously no way he would have known, but, like, 
that's why I'm saying don't criticize people until you really see the real deal. I mean, like you can have some, I feel like until you really see it in action, I feel like it's kind of a hot take to call somebody trash. You know, you really got to. Yeah, Agreed. Guys. So, but Jake, I would love to hear your hot take now. Oh, I love mine, man. I woke up to this tweet and I was just so thrilled to read it. Screenshot it, knew, hey, this is my tweet for the week. God, I don't even know how to start this, man. It's coming from NBA Central at the NBA Central. And, you know, they did not really they, – they just tweeted it. He didn't, they didn't say it. But they're tweeting it. They're getting the word out there. Julie Newman says he'd beat LaMelo Ball in a 1v1. Oh, my God. Quote, I'm winning 11-8, to eight, end quote. Source is coming from at League Alerts and at Overtime. Julie Newman, shut up. Shut up. You're five foot nothing. You think you got handles? You're out here dribbling around. You look, you look like a circus, dude. You look your like sister, Harlem Globetrotters. Your sister's bad at rapping. I want to let you know she's terrible at rapping. Oh my god! If no, you haven't heard Julie Newman's sister rap, please. If you want to laugh, please look it up. Oh my god, Julie your, Newman. Your name's Jaden, right? Jaden Newman. Yeah. Just yeah. oh, he, he thinks he's hot shit because he has that overtime show. Lamelo's. I mean, I've already seen clips of Lamelo spanking him around. Yeah, he literally let Lamelo let Newman dribble past him just so he could swat him. Yeah, that's all LeBron move. That, that's savage. That, that's true savagery. Yeah, um, and it's funny to me because he ain't even going to play. There's a good chance he's going to go play college ball. He thinks he's the uh, yeah. next Michael Jordan. That's true. Mm, I don't. I I am gonna be out here giving the fans what they want. I got two. I got two. Bonus one. Bonus one. One of them is like one I just like saw scrolling through like on Instagram. It was like a, a tweet, like a screenshot of a tweet. And it's from Kevin Durant tweeting at a reporter. He says, at Greg Monaco, I want to play with Oklahoma City for the, my whole career. He said this in Ooh. April 2009. I thought that was really funny because he's cupcake now. And he used to be my favorite player. But the one more recent one comes from the at Chicago Bulls tweeted. You're offered $5 million to score against Michael Jordan one-on-one. You're given 10 chances against Prime MJ. If you fail, you won't be able to ever hear music again. And would you lace up is a question. And Isaiah Thomas responds with, for sure I'm scoring once. And I thought this was really funny because, Jake, I know you didn't watch The Last Dance, but, like, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas, like, he had a lot of talk about Michael Jordan. Uh, but this is actually like the new age, my, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Um, come on, like you're really getting five nine Isaiah Thomas a bucket on Defensive Player of the Year six six MJ. No way. Interesting. I don't think like you guys give Isaiah Thomas a bucket. I mean, maybe that's a hot take for me, but like I just thought the fact that he said he's scoring once, I just thought that, like like. There's, I mean, he might score once, but like, just the fact that he decided to respond to the Chicago Bulls, like, just thought that was terrible. That is a, uh, that's an interesting take, for sure. I think I would take that challenge. I don't think I'll score on MJ, but I think it's worth trying to get. Uh, what was it ten million dollars? It was five million, but you won't be able to ever get hear music again. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can hook balls up from half court and see if something happens. You know, you get ten tries as a, it's a possibility. It'd certainly, be an interesting risk to take. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I guess moving on from that, we're going to go with our <laughs> hot takes. Our personal hot uh, takes. I love this segment as well. Hot takes. Um, I don't know what realm of the sports world you're just coming from, but I guess I can start. And mine is going to start in the world of soccer. Um, and I know a lot of people who maybe watch this podcast don't follow soccer as much, but a club in the Prem, Newcastle, is – being rumored to be bought out by, uh, like, new ownership. Uh, and I know, like, Saudi ownership has been big for, like, Man City or, like, ownership from that area of the world. Um, and I think that Newcastle is, like, $430 billion net worth people, like, buying Newcastle. My hot take is Newcastle will be a Premier League champion within the next three years. Okay. That's my hot take. Okay. That's – very hot, but I mean, it's only if the the Saudi takeover goes through. I think it's a Saudi like people, but um, Newcastle. I've never been a huge Newcastle supporter, and they have a long way to go. But um, I'm giving them I'm giving them the title in a couple of years if if this goes through. So. Okay. 
Okay. Interesting. Jake? Let's stick with my theme of baseball. Let's stick with the theme of baseball. And I'm going to go ahead and say Dodgers picker. Oh, Dodgers picker. No, no, no. Dodgers pitcher Walker Bueller will be the best pitcher of the 2020 to 2030 decade. Kick an absolute throw the ball. He's a stud. He's proven. He's been proven in big moments already against in a World Series, and it's truly fantastic to watch him pitch day in and day out for the Dodgers. And I'm really hoping that we can watch him pitch this year. Uh, I hope he spends a long time in a Dodger uh, uniform, and I think he's going to dominate this next decade and end up being the best pitcher by far through this next ten years, next ten seasons. And uh, I think it's a little bit of a hot take because you know you got a lot of young guys like Jack Flaherty, and you know. Some other young studs, but I'm gonna go ahead and have to give it to Bueller, man. I love the kid. Happy to see him in Dodger Blue, and I think he is the best pitcher. I think he is the best pitcher in baseball within these next 10 decades, possibly even right now. Definitely close. And I definitely think he's getting up there. You know, it's only his uh, third year, I want to say, third full year in the bigs, and I'm excited to see what he does this year. Yeah, I mean, to wrap this up, what do you got? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Jake, just brace yourself, okay? You may need to take a deep breath. Sit back and uh, don't get too mad at me, but Andy Dalton is better than Dak Prescott. Okay, and that's all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Actually, I don't think that's that hot. I I really don't think that's that hot. I love the 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 orange hair with on Andy Dalton. I think he's got the flair. He's got the flair that that Dallas needs. do I think he's better than Dak Prescott? I mean, Andy Dalton was injured, so um, I mean they've had they have the same number of playoff wins, I think. Oh. So no, um, no, oh, Andy Dalton's won before, I think. Or like, oh yeah, so Andy Dalton has more playoff wins. Than I, I mean, I was just thinking, like, like they have the same amount of like Super Bowls. So um, Frankie, yeah. please, Frankie, please, uh, please explain to me this. Um, this I just this interesting take. He's got experience. Yeah, I can explain. Experience he's got. He's got playoff wins. He's been with bad teams. Dak's been with arguably – and it's not arguably. He is one of the best running backs in Zeke. He's, and um, I'm sorry, Andy Dalton, the ginger ninja. I mean, he's, he's going to take him. He's going to take him far midway through the season. Down in Jerry World, um, they're going to realize Andy's their man. And they, Andy, could have an undefeated season. they could have an undefeated season if Andy, Andy understood it, no? Awesome. That's hot. I mean, up here. It is burning up in here. I mean, dude, Andy Dalton. I can tell you why he's better than Dak Prescott because one of them's gotten paid, and it's not Dak Prescott. So, I mean, they want. They obviously really want they, Andy Dalton for a reason. I mean, all jokes aside, Dak Prescott is definitely a hot take for a reason. Dak Prescott is. There's a reason he's arguing for, for some reason, for much money. Dollars, much money. Yeah, he's he's gonna want in the Jeff Bezos range soon. I'm hearing so, um, but yes, yeah, so that was definitely a very hot take, and love how all these takes are spread out yeah. all over the world. I don't, know if, I don't know if I can agree. I don't know if I can back him up, Frankie. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens out in Dallas this year. And uh, that is certainly a hot take. Uh, I think they're gonna be very good though. I hope that I surely hope so. Being a Cowboys fan, Cowboys. That is all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you guys for listening again. Be sure to share with your friends. Follow us on our socials at Zoom Sports Talk. Uh, be on the lookout for next week's pods. Feel free to DM us, comment anything you want with any suggestions on how we can improve the show or what you'd like to see featured on the show. Thank you guys for listening to episode three. We will see you next week. See yes. you guys. Yes. Stay care. safe. If you're out uh, protesting, writing, stay safe. Stay safe, ladies and gentlemen. See ya.